Hey, what is up, me familia all out there in EJOBN? This is your boy, your friendly neighborhood blurred, the fall of Marvel. And I am actually stepping in for the one Medusa, maybe. Uh, we have no eyes and ears with her right now, but we still think about your girl. Either way, uh, obviously on the show, you can see the usual suspects along with myself. We got uh, the homeboy Jensen, what's up, Jen? What's good with your mind? Uh, can't complain, man. Can't complain. It's just another day down and a lot more days to go for 2021. Let's see how it goes, right? On me, on, <laughs> on, me, on me, for sure, for sure. So, and also, Toku Terry, man, how you doing? Hey, welcome back. Welcome back. It's good to, it's good to be back. Nearly died a month ago. That was a cool <laughs> event. Um, let, let me do my thing. Hey, Rangers, Riders, and Magical Girls of all kinds, Toku Terry's back once again. That's what I'm talking about. Like, my man still got his energy, like, with whatever, like, just being on hiatus. But, you know, glad to have you back, man. Like, the, the one glad and only author back. on the podcast, man. Like, got to keep you on. Got to keep you on. So, uh, we have a range of topics to discuss this evening. Uh, we're probably, uh, going to touch on a lot of DC stuff today because right now, as of this podcast, there's a lot of DC related news popping up everywhere. And of course that also is going to include, um, practically, uh, the that that should not be named but we're going to name him anyway zack snyder <laughs> and uh we're, that's that's going to be at the tail end but other than that we got uh, got some anime stuff to talk about uh from jensen and some again more dc stuff coming from toku terry so it's basically going to be a dc centric show this evening so without <laughs> stalling anymore let's uh oh almost forgot uh we do have a little bit of gaming news because that's uh been one of the biggest uh stories i think uh what was it like the past day or so as of this uh podcast uh but um the deal has been finalized between microsoft and bethesda even though it's another parent company that no one really knows, but everybody just has Bethesda anyway. So uh, <laughs> they finalized the deal. I know they had a, a video package uh, that they released once they uh, uh, everything was kind of just all said and done, the ink dried on the contracts, all that stuff or whatever. And for those that's probably not in the know, as far as Bethesda know, uh, goes, uh, you know, they're responsible for some of the big titles like Doom, the, uh, 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 ah, what is the, uh, what is, what is the one, the Skyrim? Uh, it, it always escapes me because everybody only says Skyrim. What is the, uh, Elder Scrolls? I'm sorry. The Outer Worlds? <laughs> Oh. Yeah, uh, well, that too. <laughs> but, you know, the Elder Scrolls, Doom, uh, the upcoming uh, uh, Deathloop, which is an interesting looking game, several other stuff, Fallout. You know, it's they have a lot of big hitters under their belt. And uh, it has been revealed today that uh, the current uh, slate of games will still come out as intended on 
uh, various platforms. So Deathloop will still be on PS5 and so on and so forth. But any new projects after the already confirmed stuff will be Xbox and PC only. So and that probably won't be for like another year and a half or so, because at this point, there's not really a whole lot new confirmed from the Xbox camp as of yet. So, I mean, I don't even know if they even have a, a official date for Halo Infinite yet, among other stuff. So uh, besides that, uh, it's pretty it's a it's pretty big news. Um, it, it's been it's been a really big thing. It's just in general, because uh just uh going at the end of uh last generation I mean, microsoft basically had bought like more, like over 15 studios like up to that point one of them being uh ninja theory and you know again that that was probably like the biggest news like probably more so than them even announcing the series x consoles really so a lot of folks saying like all this stuff like you guys got like we got to be seeing some pretty dope games yet or coming out but you know then of course covid happened and you know that kind of threw a monkey wrench in a lot of shit so <laughs> uh it, it's it, it's it's interesting it, it, it's it's very interesting to see where they go from here but uh they they ha- they have some uh like microsoft has some pretty good heavy hitters uh, backing them up uh, in, I guess, the somewhat foreseeable future because we have no idea what they have planned yet. Yes. Uh, so, <laughs> so um, you By guys, way, based, based on what you know, based on what you know with this situation here, like, what do you guys take take on the merger finally being complete and their hey, um, Microsoft? State? Hey, Microsoft, if you're watching this podcast, I know you're probably not, but on the off chance you are. And you and Ninja Theory and Cap, because you Ninja Theory and Capcom have repeatedly said you want to do a DMC sequel. Call me, email me, <laughs> do something. I already have a script written. I got you, fam. I respect that. I respect that. I, I respect that. I, I mean, personally, I really wouldn't care for a sequel for that. But. I mean, look, if if they wanted to, but more than likely they won't. But if if the off chance they wanted to, uh, it it definitely would uh, benefit for for some very much tighter uh, writing and narrative and what and whatnot. Because that first game is as good as as pretty good the mechanics and stuff was for that game. The script as a whole wasn't it. Like, <laughs> yeah, like the main problem. The main problem is the satire is somehow both too overblown and in your face, mm. and too laid back. Like, look, if you're going to do, if you're going to do satire, look, look if you're going to be this cheesy with satire, go full on. They live with it, right? Yeah, yeah. Don't- and I, I think that was kind of like one of the things they were missing because it's like. The the game itself had some good ideas that they yeah, implemented, yeah. and I like, will give Dante credit for every bad line he has. He has a, <laughs> he has one or two, for like for every bad line he has, he has at least two good ones. But the bad yeah. lines just stand out more. They do. They yeah. They, they do. And it just I don't know. It's just, it's it's like for everything that I guess people sort of complain 
about mm-hmm. the original DMC series or be, being just over the top and cheesy, or whatever. It's just like with 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 this one. It's just it's like the heart just wasn't there. Yeah, the, like, like I just, said, this is why, in my opinion, the best DMC game is DMC One and DMC Five because they found that good yeah. proper mix between serious storytelling and overblown action. You gotta get that good mix in there. DMC Two yeah. was too serious. DMC Three, you can kind of brush DMC Three off as oh, he's a teenager in this one, so. He's just arguably, yeah. You can't yeah. <laughs> like he's like 18 or 19, which I still consider a teenager, but but it's I mean, like uh, probably probably add like a zero or so because we don't know how <laughs> old they really are, <laughs> to be honest. Well, no, no, they said they say in DMC3 that it's been 10 years since the death of their mother, and they were eight when their mother died, so. Yeah, he's eighteen or okay, nine. So, so they, so arguably, they still kind of age like regular humans. Then, yeah, up to up to a point. Yeah, I think I think kind of yeah. works. I think kind of works in Vampire Hunter D logic. Okay, where I got where you, you age to a certain point, and then just stop. But yeah, like DMC one in DMC three, you can excuse the over the topness as Dante just testing his limits since he's a teenager and he's stupid. I, I got nothing for DMC four. Don't don't look at me. I I didn't write it. <laughs> but anyway, I, but, I, I like I liked four. I just think the problem with four is because the balance overall in the game just wasn't there. Like that yeah. was that was kind of what hurt it because the entire game was yeah. essentially orchestrated to play with Nero. Yeah, like. It so when you try to play as Dante, it didn't work, work as well. It, it it didn't. And it was just like, it, it became more frustrating playing with Dante in that game. And it was just like, uh, like it's because everything, it's like everything was built around the mechanics with Nero because especially when you get to, um, I don't know what part it is, but it's like the part where you have to like fight like the, the shark fin things. Oh yeah. That. Or whatever. Man, yeah. that was the pain in the ass to not play with, when you're not yeah. playing with Nero. Anyway, so, yeah, so that's my first point. And my second point about yeah. this merger is as exciting as this makes it for new games, remember, people, monopolies are bad. All these big companies buying out literal, literal, littler companies, like, don't think of it as a consumer. Don't stop thinking of it as a customer, like, oh, we're going to get some great games out of this. Think of this in logical terms. Whenever a bunch of big companies buy up the smaller ones, the economy suffers and mm-hmm. they get more power so they can screw their workers over and their customers over. Because when you have a monopoly on things, who your customers no longer have a choice in the matter of who to go to. It's like, mm-hmm. take my stuff or have nothing. Remember, people, monopolies are bad. They are. I mean, if 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 there was no other indication, I mean, playing the tabletop game Monopoly lets you know exactly how mm-hmm. that goes. So, <laughs> just in general, when it comes to that, it 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 does pull out a win for Microsoft as far as potential quality down the line. But again, that's something that we have to see in general and just kind of just sort of wait it out and um 
just besides that, it's just it's one of those things that like we kind of have to wait to see out because again, now that they run the Microsoft, they have a lot of really big titles under there. So we said before, Doom, Fallout, uh, uh, Elder Scrolls, uh, Wolfenstein, and uh, they still have a lot of other. <clears throat> excuse me, do we still have a lot of other stuff that's on the way? Because we also. Uh, got uh ghostwire which i think i don't know if that's going to wind up being a timed exclusive because i know they had the new thing out saying that like hey you know the games still come out as intended but like at a certain point or whatever it'd just be mainly on microsoft's end so like we as far as we know we know ghostwire and death loop are going to be on ps5 we don't know if it's going to be permanent, but more than likely it won't be. It'll probably just be a timed exclusive until they wait until uh, contracts expire or whatever, and then they'll make a Xbox slash PC port of them. So that that's kind of how I see it. Uh, but yeah, just looking at some of the games that they had, like uh, uh, also, um, what's the one na- what's the name of that one Microsoft? What's the name of that one Microsoft game that everybody was excited for, and I cannot remember the name of it now. Like everyone, uh, yeah. I can't. Not Halo. <laughs> that's not Halo. <laughs> it, it, yeah, the one that's not Halo. Uh, I mean, the only other thing that I know. Also, like, is, what is up with Halo? Because for something that's supposed to be know. heavily story driven, the story just keeps jumping points and just dropping plot points. Like, hey, remember this plot point from the last game? Yeah, we're just going to ignore that and focus on this plot point. But but this, yeah, you were I building <laughs> like it's, I, it's. I don't know. Like honestly, like, like, I no offense to you, Halo fans, but uh, y'all gotta take the L on this one. Y'all gotta admit your series drops plot points like like potatoes, like hot potatoes. Like, oop, nope, not that one. <laughs> um, given that I've heard the argument from some uh. Uh, what is it that some fans of the series that essentially in their eyes that the series hasn't been the same since Bungie stopped working on them. And I think that I think the last one that Bungie worked on was three. I may be wrong because I'm I'm not I'm not that well versed on the story and what which one took place where whatever. But I want to say it was Halo three. But if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But I know that that in some folks' minds that follow the series, that the series hasn't been the same since Bungie stopped working on them. And, you know, they, of course, you know, they've gone on to be independent and are doing really great with Destiny 2 right now. So uh, hopefully they have a bit more going on um, after the fact. And uh, I know since we're still on uh, (laughs) uh, gaming stuff in general, because, I mean... Just we'll, we'll just look at some of the games that's under Bethesda right now. So uh, a lot of the a lot of the big first person like the old like uh, arena stuff like shooters and stuff like you know Doom, Quake, uh, Dishonored's another one, mm-hmm. and like I said, uh, I think I had already mentioned Wolfenstein <laughs> earlier and Fallout. Uh, Rage is another game series that's under them. Uh, they got a uh, call of Cthulhu that's under them. Uh, what else I'm trying to see if there's anything else that's not 
that seems to be it. Like it just seems to be just Elder Scrolls, Prey, Wolfenstein, Doom. Uh, oh, Evil Within is another one, which is basically like the Matrix Horror Edition. But I ain't mad at it. Uh, let's see, uh, Hexen, not really familiar with that. But I mean, uh, and then like I said, Ghostwire and Ghostwire. Okay, Ghostwire will be on PC as well as PS Five. So not entirely exclusive but Mm -hmm. as far as console exclusives though it'll be on playstation i'm assuming the same is the same case is going to be for um uh ghostwire which equally looks like a very interesting uh new ip so that i'm kind of looking forward to that um i think like as far as gaming in general um just on this alone uh i i i kind of want to uh uh, say that it really does look like at this point whether you're still scoping out to grab a ps5 or series x or whatever the case may be it doesn't look like you can go wrong with either choice and i think since i'm about mm, give or take uh what is it like five months into it now i think about like it's about five months and i now own both uh i i can say that it, it there is a lot of promise with mm-hmm. the games that is that are on the way now this is kind of like my 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 con like my overall con with the series x is that they haven't necessarily been as consistent with the backwards compatibility considering that's been their hugest selling point for the longest it's like i know they said that like a lot of it has to do with you know oh we got to get licensing from this that and the third but the problem is a lot of those gaming developers don't exist anymore and this that that. it's like i i don't know if i necessarily i mean it's i'm not saying that it can't be true but i I just personally find it to be lacking considering that was your biggest selling point with it because even even just between what is playable on the 360 and what's playable on Xbox One varies quite a bit and I think I've even seen some instances where they removed uh, compatibility with certain games not not like a whole lot of huge ones but my younger brother who has one he was quite disappointed when he found out that 007 nightfire was not compatible on the 360 and it was at one point so i don't know if that has something to do with uh i think it was electronic arcs that arts that made that uh that game because i'm 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 fairly certain they licensed a few 007 games during that time but that's like my really biggest issue as far as the xbox stuff is and on the fact that they completely abandoned the connect uh games too that's that's fair but in their defense the connect was not very popular it it wasn't i i i understand that don't like don't get me wrong i i don't disagree with that it's just that because i own some connect games that were actually good like it just kind of feels like a 
it kind of feels like a punch in the gut that the fact that they just like, yeah, well, the, you know, these uh, games are kind of useless now if you're not planning on keeping one. So, but and I mean, I guess in that defense, I could just keep my Xbox One X, but, um, you know, it, it would have been nice to kind of been able to make the room for the new console. <laughs> right. Because, so, I mean... Because I mean, it's like, look, that's that's one of the pros with the PS5 is the fact that just about all except for 10 games on a PS4 work on the PS5. And that was that was said right out the gate. And there's been no complaint about that. It's and it's uh, it's like the only issue that I have with that uh, just on that side is that and I know it's it, it varies from developer to developer, but. I know a lot of those developers haven't released any upgrade patches. Um, not necessarily like the upgrade, upgrade like some like the newer games have, but just so like the game can take advantage of the hardware on the PS5, like with some other games. But I mean, I that I can understand. So that's not like the hugest gripe with me. It's just like I have a bigger gripe with the Xbox with the X, with the backwards compatibility thing. But it's like again, I know it's business. It's with the it's their whole thing it's just that you know it's it's not really much you could do as far as that goes so that's kind of that's that's kind of my thought process on it uh and i was able and finally being able to kind of really talk about my experience of having both of these consoles now and um it's going to be an interesting and you know later on this year nintendo was going to say something about their uh upgraded version of the switch which i kind of i don't know like at some point i'm gonna have to get it it's because <laughs> i mean if there's any indication that some of the, the 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 past games are probably take advantage of the hardware whatever it's probably going to be something i might cop later on uh how i go about getting it who knows but i do kind of hate that they are releasing a second switch though because i just do so <laughs> but nintendo being nintendo they gonna do what they gonna do look so look, here's how nintendo works they can yeah. spend whatever amount of money on whatever stupid thing they want to do because they're nintendo and nobody gonna check them we're just gonna give them our money because we're brainwashed sheep who love nintendo we just we just like be like this just be opening our wallets like this like you know what? They made Mario and Link. I got I got to give them a couple hundred dollars. <laughs> and that's that's one of the things that me that me and Medusa always talking about is just like, bro, like Nintendo. It's like, look, we want to love you, Nintendo, but sometimes you make it hard. You make yeah. it very difficult. It's like, look, we know you guys saved game home console gaming. Back in the day, we get it. Mario's a staple. Legend of Zelda's a staple. So on and so forth. We get it. But y'all, just listen to some people, man. Like, I'm just, <laughs> just listen to folks, man. Like especially when it, I mean, it's like, look, gaming is an expensive hobby. It's 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 a no brainer. It is. I mean. But it, it's amazing just like at this point, Nintendo still doesn't believe in sales at all. And they 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 do when March 10th came around, uh, which would be uh, yesterday um, uh, as of this uh, podcast. But uh, 
you know, any other time you try to look for a game, whatever, like you maybe see it at $40, which is usually like the cheapest you can find a Nintendo branded game. Any other time, $59.99 off tops, like every time. <laughs> so, but um, just, you know, I, I, I'm kind of looking forward to see what they do with the next Switch. I know they said that they are going to be uh, implementing um, uh, screen technology from Samsung. So that's obviously going to look really good. Uh, you know, so that that's something, I guess, to look forward to overall. And... Uh, yeah, I, th- I think that's pretty much it that we got as far as like the gaming talk. Uh, do you guys have anything else you want to throw in there before we move on to the next uh, topic? I got nothing. Jensen? Okay. I don't know if Jensen got anything, but uh, <laughs> but uh, if we if we have nothing else to delve into, we go we can go ahead and move on to the next topic, which I believe is Jensen's topic. And uh, he had a few things to uh, bring to our attention as far as anime goes. And one particular anime, which, but I'm going to say that for Jensen, because now he has the floor. So, Jensen, you were up, my friend. Thank you kindly. Well, it's just something I've seen people talk about before. Maybe not as much anymore, but myself is constantly on my mind. It might be a little fanboy in me, but I feel like we really should should have had or we should have an Afro Samurai 3. That's mm-hmm. how make it a trilogy. You know, anything past that, no, just make it a trilogy. How number two ended. I know I, I think Resurrection came out in like 2007, I believe. Sounds about right. 2007, 2008. You know, another, I love the story, how they went back into, you know, the other ones and with him and Gino growing up and how it ended with the little kid. And he gave the kid, I believe, the number two headband, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And so you would think like, oh, yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be real. Because I, I think Afro Samurai was pretty popular, too. I'm not saying it was just the greatest, but I think it was pretty popular. Gore brutal right in there with the shonen anime type type thing San- yeah, yeah it was i would actually argue it's more seinen than shonen fair enough fair enough no mm-hmm. arguments fair enough then you had the soundtrack especially resurrection was probably one of the i think the the better anime soundtracks maybe because i'm a hip-hop head and it was produced by the rizzle and it had the wu-tang on there or members of the Wu-Tang on there on both of them actually so that might be me just being biased too but I you know I still just regularly listen to Resurrections soundtrack just just in general you know what I'm saying um I mean I I just say like why not you got Samuel L was in it you know anything with his name on it people you know people are gonna look people are gonna check it out and right. then to bring Afro back, to bring one of the more popular black anime characters of all time back on the screen. And I say that like real, real like sternly. Like he is one of the more popular black anime characters like of all time. Mm-hmm. I think no matter no matter what animes we get in the future, 
we're going to get plenty more black anime characters. Afro is always going to be up there. For somebody didn't speak much, he's always going to be up there in people's favorite anime black characters to me. And so, um, like, why not Br- bring this guy in, the young boy in, you know, um, and just Afro again, I guess you could say he's not all the way. I guess in three, he won't be all the way retired. He kind of like semi-retired. He still has his blade. He, he still has his blade because he know mm-hmm. that boy is going to come for him. For one thing, leaving the number two with him and then killing his adoptive pops who was what the number who was what number two yeah he was number two at the yeah. time he was number two um and then you know just see the story of the boy get get the rizza back on the sound get get the rizza back on there and get the whole wu-tang clan because i believe method man wasn't on it and i want to mm-hmm. say odb wasn't about i don't know if he was dead already or not if I'm wrong or wrong, but I know I don't think ODB was on the last one. But I know Method Man, I don't think was on it, but I could be wrong as well on that. Get the whole uh, thing. Yeah, yeah, because, yeah, yeah, this was like, this was actually uh like way after he died because, uh, ODB okay, died, okay. O, yeah, ODB died in 04. Oh, so, okay, yeah, okay. and um, and just and just to touch on a couple things, the mm-hmm. original. Uh, the original um Afro Samurai miniseries was 07 and Resurrection okay. was 09, and they do and they do uh consider uh the demographic to be Sanin, so it is officially a Sanin uh series. All right, good looking. So, that. um, but uh, but but yeah, I mean, like, especially during that time too, because like I think we had uh. uh, this was like a few years after Samurai Shampoo, which is another anime great. Obviously, mm-hmm. and like it, it had that vibe, but it actually featured a black character in the lead, and it was a fairly popular uh series, especially at that time. Because obviously, you know, Sam Jackson, I mean, and then anime was really catching its wave over here at the time, right? yeah, yeah, it was having a second big resurgent, yeah, like, it was catching. I think Naruto had was, was just kind of debuted. Bleach was mm-hmm. going on. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You can Rome. really break. You can really break down anime in America into three, four stages if you count the early sixties with, with uh, Astro Boy and Speed Racer. You can break. Mm-hmm. You can break down anime. Anime's influence in America into four stages: the Astro Boy, the early sixties, the late eighties, early nineties. Yeah, the late nineties, early two thousands. And then the current era, which is from the late 2000s till now. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I'd call, agree with that. I would agree. Or as I call it, the broadcast day, the broadcast era, the tsunami era, the Funimation era, and the mm-hmm. streaming era. Yeah, streaming yeah. era. I like that. <laughs> I like. That. <laughs> I mean, yeah, because I mean that's basically like ninety nine point nine percent of how we all get our anime now because like all the streaming platforms that that we start off so small are like huge now like I, like i still fairly remember when Crunchyroll was just like this you know small hub of like putting licensed anime out there before it was like a legit company 
you know, and look where it is now. Like they're actually like, you know, producing like anime right off the service now. And, uh, you know, it's, it, it's amazing to kind of see where it's gone since then. Um, now I do want to touch on something and I kind of noticed it mm-hmm. now. Uh, Jensen, you were saying how Afro, as far as black characters is that he's pretty much like among the top tier as far as mm-hmm. black anime characters. Mm-hmm. And I did catch that Toku had something to say about that. So Toku elaborate, please. Uh, okay, I just need you to repeat the question real quick. Like among, as far as like among top black anime characters, aside from uh, Afro, which Jensen, oh well, there is my at, girl. at least for Jensen, at least for Jensen, like he believes like he's maybe like the top, if not the top. I won't argue whether he's the top, he's top or the top, but uh, mm. uh of course I'm going to have to mention my girl Jun Hono. Who I'm pretty sure going to guy in 1975 looked into the future and said, in 1994 there will be a there will be a black man born in America named Terrence Andrews, and I'm going to create <laughs> this character specifically <laughs> to appeal to him. That's the only explanation because she is a Af- well technically she's half Japanese because of course she has to be half Japanese. They would not let a full black woman mm-hmm. be the star of the show, be one of the two stars of the show. But mm-hmm. she is a black because her father is a black American uh, soldier, a black motorcycle riding, mech piloting, combat veteran soldier pilot. And I'm just like, this is all of my fetishes. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, I, and, and, and can't dispute what someone views. Hey, I, I, hold on, okay, okay. maybe I shouldn't. Maybe I shouldn't say fetishes, but come on, yeah, nah, it's you... on. It's on take now, G. <laughs> <laughs> it's on take now, my dude. Uh, uh, all right, all right, Th- that's fair. That's fair. But uh, let's, but let's all be honest. If anyone out there says that's not appealing, like from a character standpoint, or or any other standpoint, you're a liar. Mm-hmm. You are a liar, and God's truth is not in you. <laughs> hey, I be mean, I also, have to say that like I would have to educate myself a little bit because mm-hmm. I know my anime knowledge only goes back so far. And, yeah, and, plus they like, have. I'm, a- I was yeah. like, I'm still discovering anime from like the mid to late '90s that I had never seen before. Like, I think a couple, like a couple of months ago, I a couple of months ago I watched Project project uh echo for the first time and i've never seen it before then and like i didn't realize how absurd this <laughs> the anime was gonna be when i watched it yeah. but it just has like all of like the you know it's like when you yeah. watch it anime from the 80s you you can feel every ounce of it and it was a oh, very yeah, you can 80s feel anime. The 80s. oh my god i was so- gonna say See, I was going to wait for my turn to say that about 70s anime since I've been watching a lot of Tatsunoko <laughs> lately. <laughs> and it is just the, like, for those of you who don't know, Tatsunoko are the people who made Science Ninja Team Gachaman, which mm-hmm. some of you older people might know is Battle of the Planets, but that translation lied to you. Everything about that translation was a lie. Uh, <laughs> they also made Neo-Human Cashern, which is amazing. You guys should totally watch it. It is the greatest anti-war anime I've ever seen in my life. Mm. Um, they also made Hurricane Polymar, which is basically what happens if Spider-Man had the had the um 
powers of storm and no, no, not storm of whirlwind and the if if you took Spider-Man and gave him the powers of whirlwind and the personality of the Punisher, you would have Polymar. <laughs> so many dead bodies, and they also uh, made and they also made Space Knight Tekaman, which is I just started watching it, but so far it's pretty good. They're well, a Te- really... Tekaman that dates back that far. Oh well, there's two Tekaman. There's the original Tekaman series, Space Knight Tekaman, right? And then there's Tekaman Blade. Yeah, Tekaman Blade is what I'm familiar yeah, with. Yeah, yeah, the, the one from the '90s, which is darker than, like most things from the '90s, it is darker and edgier than the original Tekaman. Because of right. course it was. It's the '90s. Why would you expect anything different? I mean, yeah, I mean, because what Ninja Scroll and came out the, that was '90s, right? Ninja Scroll. Yeah. Ninja Scrolls, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it was like 91. Yeah, that was, whew, uh... <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, but um, what I was going to say is there's a lot of really good black people in anime. Mm-hmm. Like, we have Joko from, we have Joko from Shaman King, who, despite mm-hmm. his stereotypical appearance, is one of the most powerful and cool characters. And they're fixing his appearance in the new anime. Nice. I think we talked about that before. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm excited about that because I'm excited every time it, a mangaka or an anime fixes a stereotypical depiction because it's showing Japan actually listens to us and learns. Of right. course, all credit goes to Shotaro Ishinomori, who did that back in 1980. Because, yeah. like, this is why I like Shotaro Ishinomori, the creator of. Cyborg 009, the king of man- manga. Mm-hmm. That's not me praising him. His actual nickname in Japan is the king of manga. Mm-hmm. But anyway, but he had Cyborg 008 Pionma, and like the entire Cyborg 009 manga is about overcoming and rejecting stereotypes. But mm-hmm. he didn't know when he made Pionma that Pionma's depiction was racist. So in sometime in the late 70s, because remember, Legend of Super Galaxy came out in 1980, and it's an animated movie, so they had to be working on that for a long time. So sometime right. in the late 70s, apparently one of his American friends, we don't know the name of this American friend, because Shotaro Ishinomori didn't say their name, but he said, one of my American friends took me aside and was like, and said, this depiction is, is very problematic, and blacks in America do not like this. And Piano was like, I'm sorry, PM. And Shotaro Ishinomaru was like, oh, I'm sorry. I had no idea. Let me fix right. this. And then he fixed it. And then and then for the last few years, he's just him. Well, he died in 1999, but him and oh. his company have continued to fix it. Like those of you who watched Tsunami back in 2001 probably saw probably saw Cyborg 009, the Cyborg Soldier in 2001. So you Pretty know that. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So if you remember, in two thousand one, they gave him the white hair and the white haired Cisco look, so he looked a little bit cooler. <laughs> look, Cisco can. Hey, Cisco. Wow. Can... Wait, wait, wait. Cisco. No, can... because it's it's like, look, we all know what was going on in two thousand two thousand one. So. Right. I mean, I, 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 am I wrong though? You, n- not at all. Not, not at all. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, but Pionima is also one of my favorite black characters because he's like black Aquaman. If Aquaman could explode you with it, 
can explode you with his mind. Right. That's that's and, that's that's overall plus, cool though. Yeah, yeah. Plus, you know, he actually is a really cool character, and I love whenever they explore his backstory as a former um, guerrilla fighter who now has to struggle with the realization that the rebellion he fought for has become the new dictators. Mm, okay. Yeah, it's a good storyline. I love it, and all of you guys should watch that storyline when you get a chance. For sure, like I'm, I'm, I do. I still need to hit you up to get some backs, uh, just to get a backlog done, just so I can have some stuff to research. Now, uh, just really yeah, quick yeah. before we and- uh transition to the next topic, uh, I do want to give a shout out, really quick, to like, cause since we're talking about black anime characters, um, I don't know the name of the. I know like folks probably be looking at them sideways, they're trying to figure out when the next continuation is going to be. But uh, I do have to give a shout out to the uh, the uh, creator of Hunter Hunter for old um, uh, I can't remember young ladies uh, young uh, black girl that's in there Canary uh, Canary thank you uh, I have to I have to shout them out for that because that I have to have to say that as far as first introductions and them kind of getting the aesthetic on point with her design it's like I have to tip my hat off to them. Oh, yeah. for that like i i absolutely do so it's that's just something i want to bring up before we transition um so uh uh again we go back to jensen because jensen had uh uh something else to bring up uh to our attention and i suppose this is where the uh the the dc section of the podcast begins ladies and gentlemen so uh jensen you had something to uh, tell uh, tell us this, as far as like something you came across in DC. So, uh, what, uh, what is what's what's happening? What's happening, fam? Uh, well, now, um, as you know, that they, they just had the future. I think it was future event in DC. The yeah, the art they just had. I sometimes I say future state, but I, it's future event. I don't know why I keep saying future state, but it's event. They just had that. We saw different takes. We saw Tim yeah. Fox Batman, Jonathan Kent Superman, a new Amazon that just appeared. Wonder, you know, I can't pronounce her name, but she took on. Yeah, she's Brazilian, Wonder. right? She's something. <laughs> I, I believe I believe she's Brazilian, but I mean that's neither here nor there. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no, no. That's facts. That's facts. Uh, then you know we had uh Joy Lantern Joy, part of the Justice League, um, and then she 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 him. She met Hal Jordan for the first time. She held him, held him up pretty bad. Mm. You know, <laughs> well, not saying she's she like kind of jacked him up by his shirt or, or suit. Was like, how's Lena Cordon got to this level? You ain't been around, you know, which leads mm. into the new Lantern arc just starting like April, I believe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we saw Batman at his lowest because all his money is most of his money is gone. You know, Lucius has. You know, after the whole Joker War incident, Lucius has Wayne money now. So Lucius hmm. is like one of the richest people in Gotham now. And who has Grifter as a bodyguard, ironically? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have actually been hearing that they've uh, been trying to start uh utilizing um Wildstorm characters uh, more. Yeah. yeah. They're, mm-hmm. they're, they're starting to utilize like the Wildstorm characters and stuff like that again. Yeah, Grifter is uh there, I should say, he's there, but okay. he's not there in the head. 
you know, know it's interesting because like I always thought like Grifter's design was like the coolest thing ever from the night. That 90s mask for, like, is amazing. I love how the mask fits on his face. Right. That's why I was like surprised like when I saw him like when uh uh, uh they did flashpoint back in the day i was surprised to see him in that and it was like i mean I, again it's like because like i was fairly familiar with uh uh the wild storm and the uh wildcat series and stuff whatever and i just remember grifter and i'm thinking like whoa wait, he's in flashpoint like what is going on so you know it's like obviously they was like one of the companies they had a relationship with dc at the time obviously at that time i didn't know but yeah, um, Miles. Yeah, Milestorm and Wildstorm are officially owned by DC. Mm-hmm. But with Milestone, yeah. they do this weird thing where the Milestone characters exist in the Dakota verse, but right. occasion, but occasionally, but occasionally, whenever DC, whenever DC wants to or just wants to flex their nuts, they'll put a bunch of Milestone characters in the DC universe. Like, yeah, we can still legally do this. Which is right. why it took so long for the milestone characters to get their stuff back because they kept going to court over that. Which I think is kind of nuts. I think that's why, like, it always seems to be, it always seems to be really bittersweet whenever we do see uh, uh, Dakota verse characters kind of pop up in DC a little bit because, like, it always just because, like, again. A lot of people know about some of the characters, mainly from, uh, well, not everybody, show. but but we know, right, the Static Show. And mm-hmm. that was like, again, like Static was just such like a culture phenomenon in its own right during that time. So a lot of folks is like wondering, like, dude, like, why haven't we seen anything else with them? And, and it, this is the reason why, because yeah, it's, um... it's always been it's always been like this different this this wedge thing going on between dc and milestone and yeah and the prop the main problem is dwayne mcduffie died because dwayne mcduffie right. was basically the bridge he was able to find compromises that would keep dc happy and keep milestone happy once right. he died everything got even crappier right. of course we yeah. can say that about pretty much everything dwayne mcduffie had worked on since no 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 i'm not going to talk about ben 10 again no no <laughs> Keep that to myself. Right. Um, right. But uh, I, I, but Jensen, I do want to ask you something since, like, I'm sure you're probably more or less uh, caught, well, caught up with it and least familiar with it. So, what exactly, for the most, like, what exactly is going on in Future State? Like, is this essentially just them attempting to, it, like, just do another reboot or just restart or? Content like what what's happening in future state? Oh well, I mean it was just kind of like a little different future, you mm-hmm. know. Um, but then now with what else is going on? I guess they could they're bringing some of those into actual canon. It, at one point, it, it didn't yeah. it it doesn't even fit at the time into the main universe. Oh my god! Yeah, that's right. Just, that's right. Can, can, just, can I just? It was just something. Then also we got Red X on panel for the first time, which is awesome. Okay. I'm sorry. This, this yeah, go ahead, go ahead Terry. Me. I'm sorry. This enrages me. And can I rant about it for like a second? No. Uh, <laughs> just just really ahead. quick though, because I I know where it's going. Just just we'll we'll give you a chance to uh, say something. Yeah, yeah, okay. But go ahead, but, Jason. Just, but just to piggyback, just to piggyback <laughs> off what Jason was saying, and I and I'll let you finish. Is that there was something that they said something about like how like the 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 uh, uh, 
the other versions of the stuff is like all canon now. Well, that goes into that goes to Frontier, which I was getting into. That's what's happening now. And uh-huh. they, they explain how like all the different universes are expanding and the future state characters like you know, the wonder which you know who name I'll be messing up. Yara Floor. <laughs> you know, yeah, her. She 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 showed up. Um, we got Dark Side back finally. Yeah, yeah he, his true form. Yeah, he, he finally re- rebuilt it from shattered fragments after Superman broke it in Final Crisis. Right. So exactly. So he he, he even said he's stronger than what he was before the first crisis, which not too many characters bring up the first crisis as 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 far as Crisis Infinite Earth. Mm-hmm, right. You know, we we even get like a quick panel of Teen Leonard Kelly was getting ready to talk to the Guardians who actually remember about the first crisis. So you don't get too mm-hmm. many characters that remember the first crisis that happened in the DC universe. So Infinite Frontier is now here. Future State pretty much is wrapping it because Future State, no, I'm sorry, Future Event, I keep saying State, Future Event I mean, was, um, was going to be was going to just be on a couple months. It wasn't even going to be here long. They said it from the get-go. It wasn't going to be here long. So future- so it's really... So Future State essentially is 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 okay. set up to just to be a and precursor. Is it an event? Future event or Future State, Terrence? Uh, well, we'll get to him in a minute. But if, if I remember correctly, is that... Because uh, Future State was like the first thing they announced, right? With like, no, I'm saying the, the name was it? Is it Future State event? I keep saying the wrong one. No, no, it, I know it, Future it, State. It is Future State. Okay, it's, okay. The way they explained it is Future State are possible futures that may or may not come true depending on what humanity decides. Which again, DC, call me because what y'all doing to Connor is just criminal, and I can can't take anymore. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I've been saying it wrong. Okay, Future State. So, uh, Frontier has started. You see all these different characters. You see um, Bat. You know, see Batman. You see Superman. Wonder Woman is just on a different. Is on a different. Uh, is on a different level now because you know she met the quintessence, and mm-hmm. that's what we see. And the people that's not free with the quintessence. That's that's um, High Father. That's Hera. That's Zeus. And Phantom Strange. Mm-hmm. That's the quintessence. And um, ooh, sorry, Gantian, one of the Guardians. Yeah, Gant- okay. Gantian. Yeah, that they're the quintessence who pretty much are like just people that look over the DC universe and what happens, whatever. And the Spectres there, so they're uh-huh. taking Wonder Woman in between t- different times or different places and showing her. They're telling her like, "Yo, there's something big, kind of major coming." She feels well. She says. I feel some odd wrong, but they're like, what you're, what you're feeling wrong, what you're worried about. We already have locked up and it's dark mm. side. She was kind of like not getting a finger on it. Who in the, in the, I won't say killing, but it like, he, he killed the quintessence and the specter. And so, mm. um, you know, this, this is like after she's left. Cause they, for, they wanted her to join the quintessence, but she's like, not yet. <laughs> you now know. this is now this is Diana you're talking about? Yes, sir. Diana. Okay. Yeah, you know wow. she, she. Yeah, there's like three Wonder Women now, so we now. Oh, yeah, I, I guess. Their, so I guess yeah. now we start, gotta start using their first names: Diana, Nubia, <laughs> and Yara. Oh, thank you. And I, that's what I meant. That's it was on my mind. Nubia 
you know, she's been back in there, and then they saw okay. her going through the trials to be Wonder Woman, and she completes it in Frontier. So while Diana Wonder Woman is gone, which, which still has her own solo arc, okay, Nubia Wonder Woman is here, but then the other Wonder Woman has from you know the future state showed Ooh, up as right. well. So we have literally three different Wonder Womans technically running around DC. One that don't happen to be on the planet at the moment. So it's two on planet Earth and Wonder Woman and then the frontier wherever she was at was coming or either was coming back to Earth, I think, or something like that. But regardless, Wonder Woman is key in the frontier like she was with the last um, arc. Nice. Per, That's a hell per, of a trinity. Uh, per tool, <laughs> per tool, you know, I, you know, in dark metal, you know, she's been key in all. Not because she's just League member. She's like literally been key in all that from yep. coming, right. coming um, through like magic. Yep. And they're you know, finally they're finally giving her back her all loving hero status, mm-hmm. which is great because I rather prefer the all loving hero. Wonder Woman to the oh I'm a warrior and I just like here's the thing I know I always rant that she's only killed like a handful of people in the last decade or so mm-hmm. and you can count it on one hand but because she's killed a handful of people people think all she does is kill all the time and DC's like maybe we should correct this image a little bit I mean, did they really have to do a lot to do that, though? Because, like, Wonder Woman has always kind of been, like, the, like, this unicorn that DC always just seemed to always keep away if it's not, you know, them trying to utilize Batman or, you know, Superman. And obviously Mm -hmm. Superman, to a lesser extent, you know, Mm -hmm. as as opposed to, like, the last, what, two years, I'm going to say now. But, uh... It's just that, like, because, like, Wonder Woman has always kind of just been, like, it's like, dude, like, folks have been asking for it since the original series with Linda Carter went off. Like, folks have been wanting Wonder Woman to come back forever. Then, of course, you know, the one pilot that never took off and which I still have never seen, but I've heard very terrible things about. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, (laughs) uh, Overall, like, I just think that just wherever where, however they're doing this thing um it's interesting but like in a way it's also concerning because they are bringing in like all the other versions of uh the characters to some extent that you know we've all since have either thought has been rewritten rewritten or rebooted or whatever because um now correct me if i'm wrong but the that the the superman issue that came out i think it was a week or so ago the i think it's worlds at war that's uh that's kingdom come superman isn't it it's weird like it's another it's future state it's another future state but it takes a lot of inspiration from kingdom come and, uh, but it also takes a lot of inspiration from all star superman and superman 1 million so Oh wow! <laughs> it's, a mix, it's a mixture of like of three of Superman's more powerful forms, pretty much. Yeah, mm. but yeah, okay. I just. <laughs> All right. So what I was about to rant about is Future State's version of Connor and what the current comics are doing with Connor by forcing mm-hmm. him to be part of the Suicide Squad, and I'm like, mm-hmm. 
Why are y'all so bent on torturing Connor Kent? What did Connor Kent do to y'all? <laughs> I'm guessing he's good. I'm guessing at this point he's like the Superman equivalent to Jason Todd. At this point, he might as well be because was <laughs> torture him. Like first they kicked him out of the universe. He finally gets back. He finally gets um he finally gets home. He finally gets his friends again. He's finally like he, okay. He he finally gets back to the Kents who remember him. Which puts them one up on Superman, who somehow, who somehow, despite having all of his post-crisis memories and remembering the freaking Imperiex War, doesn't remember Khan. But wow. anyway, yeah, that that annoys me. But I'm going to let that go. So he, so the Kents remember Connor. Apparently, sometime after the Connor started living with the Kents again. Amanda Waller kidnapped him and locked him away and forced him to join the Suicide Squad. And, <laughs> and Clark has not found out about this yet. No one's mentioned it. And if future states believe it, his future is for him to be once again thrown into another universe, Earth 3 this time, so he can become the Superman of Earth 3. For no wow. other reason than someone thought this would be cool. And I'm just sitting here like, this isn't cool. Connor, Connor doesn't deserve this. Like, all Connor wants to do is find a place to be himself, and y'all just keep forcing him into evil situations. That's that's crazy. That's that's actually really crazy. So, um, uh, but I know I know for me personally, as far as uh, uh, the current future state and uh, the infinite front, what was it? Infinite frontier? You said it was Jensen. Yes. Yes. Infinite yeah, frontier. Infinite frontier. Okay. Yeah. So. It's maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm just kind of at that point when it comes to, I yeah. guess, comic book stories in general, to where it's like whenever like they start doing events that essentially their mm -hmm. version of a convergence, or yeah. something like that or whatever. It's yeah. like, it, like maybe it's just like me, like that. I'm just kind of fatigued with the whole like them, just the whole potential of rebooting the entire universe just to kind of get a clean slate only for them to do it again because this is maybe what the fifth fourth or fifth time they've attempted to do something like this or whatever in the past 10 years roughly okay let's see hold on last <clears throat> point was a reboot so yeah right then technically rebirth was a partial unreboot right well convergent Conversions wasn't a reboot or anything. It was just a weird event, right? So yeah, so there's Flashpoint, then there's Rebirth, and then there's Doomsday Clock, which is continuing the unreboot. Right. Like it's not, it's not even a full reboot or reboot or unreboot. It's just like a slow process to undoing every all the other reboots for the last ten yeah. years. Like after Flashpoint, like. Flashpoint happened and the new 52 happened, and apparently everyone just hated the new 52. So they, they just that I remember vividly. <laughs> I remember so spent, that vividly. So they spent the last seven or so years just trying to subtly unreboot everything. Like they, like mm -hmm. personally, I thought they should have just finished that um rebirth when they put all the post-crisis stuff back. But someone at DC mm -hmm. took a shot of vodka and said, screw it, let's just undo all the crises. <laughs> yeah, it's and that's the problem. It gets it gets confusing. That's why some people don't like DC comics because it gets so confusing. 
yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah. no. And the thing is, Marvel did Marvel did the same thing. Like they just had all their yeah. stuff from the sixties till now canon, until Secret Wars, which was a which was like their version of Infinite Christ of Crisis on Infinite Earths. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, yeah. Where were they? Because I think this was like their third. Like I think the most recent one they did was like their third Secret Wars. I think it yeah. was. Yeah, it, Secret Wars and Marvels basically. The, if you see if you see the term Secret Wars in Marvel, it should set off the same alarm bells as seeing the word crisis in DC. Just yeah, and I, that was exactly what I was thinking too, because of from what I remember, uh, just like I, I didn't get a chance to really read the uh, the the third Secret Wars, but I got the cliff notes to know that uh, that at least we know a good portion of. Uh, other established uh, universes are no longer yeah. exist. So, like Ultimate, like Ultimate was a big one, and I know that Earth no longer exists anymore. Oh yeah, that, that Earth's gone, and they like that Earth's gone, and but, then they keep bringing it back just to destroy it again. And I'm like, just keep it dead. <laughs> At this point, I'm 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 gonna, I'm gonna be real. The fact that they took they they went that route to where it's just like okay. The ultimate universe is one of those things that is just I feel that once they erase it, it should just stay erased because yes. it's with even with the good things that come out of it, like Miles Morales and a couple of other things, it was like a lot of other questionable things to come out of the ultimate universe. So excuse me. Outside excuse me. of Miles. It was trash and Ultimate Hawkeye. It was uh, hold trash. on, hold on, hold on. Trash Peter Parker. Ultimate trash. Peter Parker was cool. You, you can't be disappointed. Ultimate Peter. Pete was cool. Ultimate yeah. Pete was cool. I didn't have yeah. an issue with him. Ultimate yeah. Peter Parker, Ultimate Hawkeye, and Miles Morales are the only good things about the Ultimate Universe. Everything else, I was like, when Ultimatum came and killed most of them in a flood, I was like, <sighs> you know, I, I'm, I'm supposed to be feeling sorry for them, but. I, I was su- I was hella surprised that they went there with that. I'm like, dude, like y'all literally murdered more than half the Marvel roster with this event. Yeah. Like literally, like I'm yeah. like, I'm dude that, and then like uh, uh, Wasp getting cannibalized by Blob, and it was just like, and then giant. Oh my god! See, here's the problem with the Ultimate. Universe. <laughs> the Ultimate Universe took all the flaws of the mainstream people and, and exaggerated them bitches up to 11 like exactly. <laughs> like hold on let, let, let's compare 616 Hank Pym a bipolar man who once accidentally hit his wife because he didn't know she was behind him while he was freaking out in the middle of a breakdown okay felt intense guilt about it his has tried to make up for it for years even though people keep bringing it up um yeah. created ultron feels feels personally responsible for every person ultron killed kills mm-hmm. and has a lot of identity issues often switching between personalities and i and costumed identities mm-hmm. as it goes along ultimate hank pym a heartless wife beater who does it on purpose um, a psychopath, and oh oh, 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 let's not forget a casual murder. Yeah, because like Blob wasn't the first person he killed, nor was he the last. 
or you yeah. know actually you know what? i think that's know? one of the reasons why i just had a hard time getting into the ultimates just on the strength that these were sort of unlikable versions of the characters that i've gotten to know yeah, it, it, maybe maybe outside of Hawkeye, because I think like Hawkeye was like the only one that I was actually fairly okay with. Um, yeah, but yeah, it was like Hawkeye, everyone else was ironic, like kind of like. Yeah, ironically, Hawkeye kind of <laughs> works darker and edgier. He does. Uh, I think he. I think for him it did, and 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 like in that, like in that context, the way they did it, I thought I thought it did work. Yeah. So, but um, but everyone else is like, yeah. Like, hold on, who was at? Okay, Ultimate Universe. I just have a question for you. Like Marvel, I have a question for you. I, I don't. I know you probably have this question a lot, but I, I got to know from my own personal curiosity. Who the hell thought it was a good idea to have Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver being a creepy incest? Oh, and I was. Why I didn't was you hoping fire that you them? Would, I was hoping you wouldn't have brought that up, dude. Like, I, and why didn't you fire them? Like, you should have fired them at the meeting. That comic should never have saw a print. I was hoping that you would not have brought that up. It had to that... be brought up, or someone, or someone in the comics, <laughs> like, hey, you, hey, you guys forgot to mention this, this from the Ultimate Universe. We had to address the elephant. I, I, I took, I, 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 I mean, if we, if we, if we dipped into that, we kind of had to. 